teams of our dreams. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Way to go, Paul. That was the first time Paul has come up with the title of our show. After 30-some-odd episodes, I'm really <laughs> proud of you, buddy. Good Thank job. Thank you. It just came to me. So today, we're going to just kind of have a pretty relaxed episode, um, talk some shit, talk some teams. We're going to talk about teams that we're excited uh, to watch this season from the Eastern and Western Conference and teams that we're not really excited to watch. Yeah. So that's basically it. Let's start with the East. Paul, is there a first team from the East that you'd like to bring up? And oh, I, hit caveat by the way. Yes, I was we're not going to say, talk about yep. the Atlanta Hawks or the Minnesota Timberwolves because we talk about them enough, and we'll talk about them more. We get yeah, we talk about them a lot. Yeah. So let's start off with a team that I'm kind of excited to watch, and that is the Detroit Pistons. So the Pistons started well; they they finished last in the conference last year. They got the number one overall pick this year. They have a really young team. They have some players that, I mean, they were fine in their first year, um, especially like Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. I kind of want to just see how it all works. I want to see how Cade Cunningham comes in, um, the impact he has, how much the young players that are there take a leap from year one to year two, if they can win more games. They made some... They made an interesting move. They traded away Mason Plumley, Yeah. Which was, I think, just to make more room for playing time for some young players. This is not a team I want to watch because I expect them to make the playoffs. It's just... They might be a league pass favorite this year. Yes. They're like a dark horse for a league pass favorite. That's kind of what I'm going for. Is They, they might just come on just be a lot of fun because they're so young and they have some upside. I do also want to shout out a couple people. Number one is... The reason that they might actually win some games, they won't be a playoff team, I don't believe. But I actually, maybe this is a hot take, I wouldn't be surprised if this t- Pistons team wins 30 to 35 games in the East. Um, their head coach is Dwayne Casey, who is a really good coach, like a very good coach. And I expect them, because of his leadership, to just be better this year because they have a better roster. Yeah. Um, Cade Cunningham, their n- number one overall pick, is supposed to be like one of the best rookies in a long time. We hear that a lot, so we'll see. But he has crazy upside. Now, another guy I want to shout out is the number 52 pick of the NBA draft this year, the Iowa Hawkeye All-American player, Luca Garza, who just today signed a two-way contract with the Pistons because he played super well in Summer League. So shout out, that, Luca Garza. That's a great shout out. So Luke, Luke Garza actually had a, a very good quote that I saw, too. Uh, he was basically saying, he's like, I know I'm not the fastest. I'm not the quickest. Because he's like seven foot and probably. He two, did drop 30 pounds yeah, but to get ready for the NBA. which he's is still, like He's still probably. 230. Oh, I was going to guess higher. But, I mean, he, he's still a big boy. Um, he's like, you know what, though? I'm going to be running as fast as I can back on defense. And not everyone's going to be running 100%. He's like, I'm going to run 100%. So he kind of is already accepting that he's going to be a, a bench impact player, so to speak. But Luca Garza, though, was a, like he was an, a, one of the best college players. Probably, I mean, he's the best college player in the Iowa Hawkeyes' history. They don't have a super storied history, but he's the best player by far. Yeah. And he I mean, was, but just knowing your role yeah. and excelling at your role will get you playing time in the NBA. Yes, 
Well, and, and again, when you have a coach like a Dwayne Casey who's been around for a long time, especially when you have such a young group of guys like this, when you hear a guy coming in talking like that, that makes you want to give them playing time. And Dwayne Casey's been good at developing young players. Yes. So that, that's why I like the Pistons. Not because I'm like, oh, they're going to win a No, I think games. that's they, a nice pick. They could just – they could be sneaky fun. It could also collapse. It could just go off the rails and <laughs> they're not worth watching at all. But – yeah, that was my first pick. Nice. What what team in the Eastern Conference are you kind of sneaky looking forward to watching? So, um, a team that I think might actually be a lot of fun to watch, I think they're going to be terrible this year, is the Orlando Magic. I was actually kind of thinking the Magic, too. It's kind of interesting we're going for the bottom feeder of the yeah. Eastern Conference. So... The Orlando, the Orlando Magic draft. Uh, I can't talk. The Orlando Magic drafted Jalen Suggs from um, Villanova. No, Gonzaga. Sorry, from Gonzaga um, this year. Number five pick, point guard. It's interesting with Cole Anthony already on the roster from last year. He was super nice. I do like Cole Anthony, um, but Jalen Suggs can also play off the ball. So, um, hell of a player. He hit some huge shots in college. Good defender. He's going to be really fun to watch. He was pretty good in summer league. So they have a lot of also really nice young players. When they traded, uh, when the Magic traded Aaron Gordon to Denver Nuggets, they got RJ Hampton, who is a really interesting young prospect. I'm excited to see him. They also got Gary Harris, who's still like, I mean, he's tw- I guess he's 27, so he's not super young, but he's a nice player. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. I like a lot. He's only been in the league for a couple of years, but he played with Chicago to start. Um, and went to the Magic in the uh, Nikola Vucevic trade. Um, they just they have some really nice pieces. Obviously, like Jonathan Isaac, who yeah, I was gonna I, mean, I was gonna say the Magic because I'm really curious who Jonathan Isaac is and who um, Markel Fultz is. Well, yeah, I'm not as I kind of think we I kind of think we know who Markel Fultz is personally. Well, but so, so I mean, so Markel Fultz was the number one pick three or four years ago now yeah and he's never lived up to the hype just from day one was not living up to the hype but he if you go back to his college game and you say if any of that can translate over he could be a really nice player and clearly the magic gave him a contract so they see some of that in there i mean if he can get on the floor and have playing time and look nice if jonathan isaac can get on the floor and mo bamba look nice mo bamba could be fun I feel like Terrence Ross is probably going to get traded. Yeah, I think they have a couple pieces. Like, you know, Michael Carter-Williams has been around the league for a while. I mean, I think Gary Harris could be traded, honestly, as well. Um, Maybe. You know, but, yeah, they, they have some nice young players. And, again, I think I'm really excited to see RJ Hampton. But I'm also – I'm excited yeah, to see – um, I'm just – I'm excited to see the lineups that go out there, and I'm excited to see how they work together. Um, like I said, Cole Anthony, who was a, a rookie, shot to Cole Anthony. He was he's a baller. I remember watching a game against the T Wolves, and he hit a game winner, and I was just like, "Shit, rookie, big balls! I love it." So yeah, R.J. Um, Hampton is twenty. <laughs> Jalen Suggs is twenty. Cole Anthony is twenty-one. Wendell Carter Jr. is twenty-two. Uh, Mo Bamba is twenty-three. Mar- Markel Fultz twenty-three. Jonathan Isaac twenty-three. Those are a lot of kind of high upside young players. Yeah, I think if they, I mean, what they're probably going to do is just develop their young talent, probably trade away some of the older players for maybe some more picks or younger talent because they're a good four or five years away. But, man, 
they might I mean they might have some real nice players. Also, shout out to Robin Lopez, who infamously loves Yeah. He loves Disney. He is famous for loving Disney. And he signed with the Orlando Magic, so And I saw people be like, Robin Lopez isn't gonna do anything this year. He's just gonna be at Disney all the time. Yeah. He's gonna be like, uh my foot hurts, bye. I'm at Disney. <laughs> I'm on the coasters. But yeah. No, I I think that that'll be that could be another team kind of like the Pistons where it clicks and they're really fun to watch and they're kind of playing up tempo. I do think the Pistons will win quite a bit more games. I think they're closer. I think they have yes. that, that more talent. I, I do um, like more of the talent on the yeah. Pistons, but the magic could be really fun too. Yeah, I think so. Um, do you have any other teams in the East? I mean, look, there's, there's like, I don't know if you have another one, you want to go like an obvious one, but I, yeah, I kind of started at the bottom. Just, I want to throw out the nets. The Nets have I was gonna say the same thing. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. And they also in the offseason signed Patty Mills. And Patty Mills. Which is gonna be fucking insane. I don't know the lineups Wait. they're gonna run. I'm interested. Because Joe Harris is obviously still obviously still there. They re-signed Blake Griffin. Joe Joe Harris is the best in the league at catch and shoot, which is just such a weapon on that team. It's gonna be interesting what they do at center. Losing Jeff Green, I think, hurts them. Yeah. But they're just, I mean they're gonna be so much fun to watch. Like Especially Kyrie Irving is just a fun player to watch. Love him or hate him, he's a fun player to watch. Kevin Durant is arguably the best in the world yes. at what he does. That's just that's fun. Uh, I kind of hope. Here's my hope for the Brooklyn Nets this year. We can go. We can dive into it more on like pods closer to the season. But my hope is that look, last year they had a lot of injuries. They had like Kyrie had some weird personal stuff. He was away from the team for a while. James Harden trade, whatever. My hope is that if they're just going to be a super team that just destroys everything, I just want them to do it. Like, I want to see everything. Like, because I'm not a big fan of super teams. I kind of just, I don't like it. But since they're together already and they're going to do, and they're going to probably do a lot of damage, fucking win as many games as you can. I want to see them go 100% the whole season. I'd love to see that. Like when the Warriors went 73 and 9, I want, I I don't want to see like James Harden sitting out 10 games. Kyrie's sitting out. No, I want to see him go full throttle the whole fucking season and go, go, go. Win 65 games. Beat the shit out of fucking everybody. If you're going to do it, do it. Like, if you're going to be a super team, a juggernaut, do it. That's my I totally agree. And assert yourself, too. Like, because last year, they were the number one seed in the East. And then it was the 76ers. And it was Milwaukee. And then it was back to... Like, they kind of just rotated around. I mean, look, Milwaukee's going to be amazing this year. They have a really nice roster. And the, the 76ers expect to be better than they were last year, too. But even with that, and like... Oh, I, it's, it's still the Nets to lose. But yeah, I, I just want to see them... The, I want to see them stop. So win win yeah. a division by five games or something. It's not even close the last two weeks so, of the season. I'm with you 100%. That's what I want to see, too. I want it like... And, and again, Milwaukee... Sh- Milwaukee will be a contender the whole season because they have Giannis. And they have great players. And they just won a championship. But... Yeah. But... The Nets, on paper, should... Like you said, they should win the East by five... By five games. Yeah. It shouldn't even be close. Because of the talent they have. And especially adding Patty Mills... I mean that's a huge, huge signing. Yeah, that's I, it's huge. I really like that signing. So, so it, it'll yeah. be interesting if Blake Griffin comes back. I think he's I think he's coming back. Yeah, he signed. Yep, for a one one year deal. I looks, think. Yeah, it looks like just the minimum. And James Johnson signed, which will be kind of fun. Throw some elbows. <laughs> but I mean that that's a good. And he'll play some a good, center too. You know, that's a good signing for the team. Yeah. Though. 
Yeah, they don't really have many centers on the team. <laughs> they actually, and they got Javon Carter from the uh, from the Suns for Landry Shamit, which I I kind of like. I mean, it's kind of a whatever, but Shamit didn't do much for him last year. Yeah, because I mean, Joe Harris is just better than Shamit, but Shamit's a nice player too. It'll it'll be interesting how much playing time Javon Carter gets. But yeah, I mean, look, they they obviously know what they're gonna do this year lineup wise, and they're just gonna bet on their their big three. Yeah. So what? Let's uh, let's highlight a team in the Eastern Conference that you're just not really excited to watch. So the team that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not excited to watch, but the team that I just is getting quite a bit of hype right now that I'm not buying at all is Chicago Bulls. You're just kind of over the Chicago Bulls. I just, I'm not sure how it's gonna work. They've had so we can we can bring the Bulls up. Um, yeah, let me bring that up. So. The Bulls added a lot in the offseason. They signed Lonzo Ball. They also which, signed DeMar DeRozan. I think, I think Lonzo's a good signing. Yeah. I they think signed, Alex Caruso's a good signing. They signed DeMar DeRozan. Um, they already obviously have Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic. They have Pat Williams. They still technically have Lori Markkinen, but that's going to be over soon. Yeah, they're probably going to trade him at some point. Um the latest I've heard is the Mavs are interested in doing a sign. Or actually, Chicago Bulls are interested in Maxi Kleber. And so they're talking about a Lori Markin and Maxi Kleber. I mean, I mean, the Mavs want, like, every tall European that can shoot. Yeah, the, the Lori kind of Markin and Porzingis fit together is, like, redundant. Yeah. Twin Towers that can shoot and not play a lot of defense. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Probably won't. Probably won't. But <laughs> but who? Look, what, so what do we know? <laughs> the thing about the Bulls that's kind of funny is for me personally is that there's a lot of really nice players. I love Zach Levine, obviously Wolves OG. I love Zach Levine. Lonzo Ball's a nice. He's turned into a pretty nice player. Pat Williams was a great rookie. I'm he excited was, to see he what he really does. Good rookie, yeah. Love Nikola Vucevic. We've talked about him on the pod before. I Paul's I love, big on Demar Derozan. I love Demar. I'm not as big on him. I don't dislike him. Demar Derozan's the player where if you only looked at his stats, if you were to ask like. The analytics, you know, research head of some team in the NBA, they'd be like, DeMar DeRozan's pretty average. You know, he's he's not great. He's good, but he's not great. You ask other players, and other players are like, uh, DeMar DeRozan's actually amazing. Like, other players studied DeMar DeRozan's footwork. Yeah. So, it's, it is kind of the catch. It's like, is he analytically the greatest player of all time? Absolutely not. But... He's one of the most respected players from his peers, and I just his game is beautiful. Yeah, I, he he's a good player. I mean, so so from all of the, <laughs> I've, I've now waxed poetic enough yeah, about Demar Derozan. Like, he, I mean, I don't know. Like the Bulls are so a lot but, of the players on paper I like. I just I'm not sure I like the fit to be honest. I like Lonzo I'm, Ball and Zach I'm Levine together. No, because they, they have a lot of isolation players. Yeah, like DeMar DeRozan's in isolation. Vucevic is more of an isolation. He can catch in... Levine is obviously an ISO player. Levine is an ISO ISO player. Lonzo isn't... I mean, he's more of just a facilitator, so is Caruso. Pat Williams obviously fits in well because he's a rookie and kind but of... You know, the, he, the, three, the three people who will have the ball in their hands the most are all isolation players. Yeah, Kobe, I'm just Kobe not, White on the team's kind of an isolation player. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out either. But I, I don't – I just – honestly, I think the thing I like the least is the Levine and DeRozan fit together. I just don't like it. I don't think it's good. Yeah, ne- I neither, think, neither one excels on defense. I think if it were either Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and Vucevic or Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, and Vucevic, I think you can make that work. 
pretty easily. Um, I just don't like Levine and DeRozan together. And look, hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Maybe we'll be yeah. talking here in three or four or five months and be like, holy shit, the Bulls have won a ton of games and they're playing really well. And Billy Donovan also, is their head coach. He's a good coach. So like, It could also just kind of devolve into some ugly basketball. But shout out to DeMar DeRozan. People thought he was going to get like a smaller deal, go to the Lakers or something. He got two years, 26 mil per year. Yeah. Good for you, DeMar DeRozan. Shout out. Shout out to DeMar- Oh, I've been shouting him out the whole time. But like that's, I mean, good for him, man. I always want people to get their bag. So, so that's the team that I'm not, and I have another one too, but I'll let you go. So for me, the team that I'm just kind of over, that maybe they're good, maybe they're bad, but I'm just kind of over it. <laughs> the celtics i like it that's not the team i was gonna say but i like it because the celtics every year are like oh man we've got this young talent it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna do this and that and here's why and then it just kind of fizzles out like they didn't they didn't end up great last year let's pull up what what was their standing last year they finished 36 and 36 500 and even even 500 you know but that was not their expectation at the beginning of the season and it sounds like Marcus Smart may be on the trade table. They made some change. Their head coach is now their director of player development or something. Basketball or ops. Basketball ops, whatever. So now they have a new coach. The old coach is calling the shots. So he's like, well, I didn't like you. I liked you. Here's some money, you know. And I hate to say it, but Jason Tatum is getting to the point where it's like, is this what he's going to be? Does he have another level he can get to? Because he needs to get to another level for the Celtics to really make a push at winning a championship. He was showing it toward the end of last year in playoffs. He has – he's – He's inconsistent. Yeah, and he's definitely an ISO player. He wants to be DeMar DeRozan, but DeMar DeRozan's a better ISO player because Tatum's like, I'm going to back you down and then take this fadeaway over-the-shoulder jump shot. And he doesn't really facilitate that well or pass out of it when he drives. His finishes aren't great. There's potential. There's flashes. But I need to see more. And Jalen Brown was hurt. He's coming back. I love Jalen Brown. But it just kind of feels like a team in turmoil. I mean, they traded off Daniel Tice, who was on a nice contract. was Mm -hmm. a good piece. They had Kemba. Now they don't have Kemba. They had Al Horford. They didn't have Al Horford. Now they have him back again. Sign Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder's probably so, fired his agent because he was he basically lost yeah. seventy nine million dollars. And like Peyton Pritchard is nice. He's he's a good backup. But again, Paul, it, it's like the um it's like the Bulls and, and even honestly, I like the Bulls a lot better than Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are uh, uh, the lineup is weird. Like it just it just feels like a lot of kind of whatever. Like Josh Richardson, whatever. Chris Dunn, whatever. You know, Robert Williams III is nice, but he's not. Yeah, a, but he's not. He's not a centerpiece. Grant Williams, no. whatever. Jabari Parker is still in the league, whatever. Enos Cantor, like, but but they're, they did they're fine players. The thing they did though that I think is the smartest offseason move they've made in years is they traded for probably the star cornerstone for the next five or seven years is Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando. <laughs> Paul's uh, Paul's favorite from the Hawks. The ex Hawk. He. He may not be in the league next year. <laughs> Paul, how great does it feel that you got rid of Bruno Fernando? Honestly, it was a fleecing. It we, was we got rid of Bruno Fernando and Chris Dunn, who barely played for us at all. And you got Delon Wright. An actual player. Like a rotation ish player. Fleecing. Yeah. But yeah, 
I'm just kind of, I don't know what the Celtics are doing. They just kind of feel like a 10-year-old Honda just kind of driving on the highway. Just, they're fine, but it's not interesting. You know, you just pass them and you don't think twice about it. Yeah. I don't know, like, the Nets are the caddy. You know, the Nets are, or the Audi or whatever fancy sports convertible you like. that. Yeah. The Celtics are just kind of rolling. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good next year. And in fact, oh, do I want to make a prediction? Do I want to do a hot take? What What is an episode of Basketball without a hot take? It's worthless. I feel like our hot takes are becoming more than our like shout outs and fuck yous, honestly. <laughs> but whatever. Things evolve. So it depends on a lot, obviously. And I may be proven very wrong, which has happened. I've also been right a few times, so I'll take it. I mean, it. that's the point of hot takes. I'm going to say that I'm not going to say the Celtics are going to miss the playoffs, but this is just kind of a hunch that they're going to be a play-in team. It could happen. I think they're going to be a play-in team. I don't think they're – because there are other teams in the East, like I was just giving the Bulls shit, but I think the Bulls – first of all, I, we we haven't seen what the Celtics' new coach could do. Maybe he'll be amazing, maybe not. Um, but, like, Billy Donovan's a good coach. He's proven, right? Right. Like, he can coach in the playoffs. Yep. And this is the most talented roster he's had in a few years since his OKC days. So, um, I expect the Bulls to be a top six, probably. Uh, but I just don't – again, what are the Celtics doing? I know Danny Ainge did a ton of fucking damage, so I think Brad Stevens is trying to make some moves to try and just change some things, which I appreciate. But it's still very – like, he's, he's obviously – look, you can't just come in and change everything in the first year. And you can't – get to your goal in the first year. So he's made some moves to try and, I, I don't know, they're, do I mean, something they're, different. They're too good to blow it up, and they're too bad to win. They're, and they're not going to trade their two young cornerstones at this point. Not at this point. I mean, they could get a lot for either one, but but you have both of them right now. Like, they're too good just to give up on that. I mean, Tatum's 23, Brown's 24. There's still room for them to grow. That's what I was saying. Like, Tatum – could turn into a superstar. He could explode this year. He's close. He reminds me of kind of a younger Giannis in a way. Yeah, but but his game has some flaws. They're fixable. Yeah. But it's always, you know, will those flaws perpetuate or will they change? Will they evolve and become even better? Yeah. But still, even if even if Tatum becomes a superstar, there's that gets them a little above 500, but still like a five seed in the East. I just But the East is also becoming tougher though. It's becoming yeah, more top heavy. Because I mean you're just you're giving a lot of minutes to Grant Williams, Jabari Parker, Enos Cantor. Like well, and think na- about, names that don't scare other teams. Well and again, I th- I mean, just really quick, the Nets, the Bucks, the Hawks, the Heat, the seventy sixers, yeah, I mean, the, the, the heat, Bulls. The Heat went in. That's six off the top of my head that are for sure better than the Celtics. I would I would argue the Pacers have more continuity will be better than the Celtics. The Pacers were they were next on my teams I don't really care about this I, year. I don't disagree and, and I, I mean the Pacers are always kind of boring but Yeah, I'm kind of over the Pacers. But they have a new coach. They're in the same position though where they're they're too good to blow it up and they're too bad to actually make a push at the title. But I still like the continuity of their roster better like together. I yeah. I think look Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both more talented than anybody on the Pacers. Yes, which is why especially the Celtics aren't going to blow it up. But I like the yeah. Pacers roster construction and how it fits together better than the Celtics. 
A fair point. A fair point. But I don't – those two teams may be the 7-8 play-in tournament seed. Oh, Torrey Craig signed with the Pacers? Apparently for five mil. Good for him. Get well, your, like he's get nice. Your money. Nice Torrey, enough. Torrey Craig's fine. And they have, like, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon is nice. Sabonis is really nice. Miles Turner is nice. Karis LeVert, I really Come, hope he's healthy because he's yep. not. I mean, he's nice. He could be really nice. He and, could be kind of a difference maker. And TJ Warren can be nice. Jeremy Lamb is, is nice. Losing um, Doug McDermott does hurt. Yeah, Doug but, like, TJ McConnell is, is nice, underrated. Backup point guard. Justin Holiday is yeah, nice. Is. Like, they have some, they some have, good they players. They have some pieces. Right. So, yeah, I, but I if, think. But if the Pacers or the Celtics are a three seed, I will be very surprised. I mean, I don't think either one of them will be a top six seed. Yeah, I your your take was a little hotter than mine, but still, it's kind of what what's the point? What's the path forward? Yeah. Uh, any other teams in the East that you want to shout out or fuck off? Yeah. So listen, I I've talked about this team plenty in the past, and my deep loathing for them. I think you already know who I'm going to talk about. But a team that I just really don't give a shit about. <laughs> because especially they're going to be really hyped this year because they fucking made the playoffs last year are the New York Knicks. Fuck the Knicks. Fuck yeah. James Dolan. Fuck Tom Thibodeau. I, I, I just I don't give a shit about the Knicks. They got Kemba Walker. That's a nice signing. But fuck the Knicks. I, re- I just – they got Evan Fournier. Like, they have – they're probably a better team than they were last year a little bit. But I also just don't really trust them. I mean, right? they weren't really, like... I mean, they thing- got Kemba Walker, but Kemba Walker was just bought out with two years left on his contract, which is almost unheard of. Like, something is wrong with Yeah, and Kemba he's just Walker. not proven to be able to be consistent. Well, he can't, he can't stay healthy, really. Yeah. And he's just not proven to be that consistent. And, I mean, I just – I basically see where Kemba Walker is what. He's probably going to get hurt again. I hope he doesn't. I'm not trying to get him hurt. I'm just saying. No. Like, so, I don't – I mean, I like Kemba Walker. He seems just, like a cool dude. But you're, you're just saying statistically. Statistically, right. he'll get hurt, and then right. Derrick Rose is having right. to play fucking 40 minutes again every game. I, and, like – I love I love Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I love Derrick Rose. Like, get your money. I love it. I'm really I'm really happy for Derrick Rose that he got yeah. like shout out Derrick Rose. Yeah, shout out to Derrick Rose. He got it. He got some good money later in his career after it being questionable if he was ever going to play again. So good for him. Yeah. Um, Evan Fournier is getting paid 18 million a year. That's a lot for him, I think. But again, the Knicks. Yeah. We talked about this previously. The Knicks. They have to overpay. They have to overpay, which is hilarious. Because usually when you're a huge market team like that, you when get you're the deals. Knicks, the Knicks or the Lakers, like, essentially, yeah. The Lakers get deals, right? Oh, I yeah. Mean, and we'll probably talk about them a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I don't know. I just fuck the Knicks. I'm just, I'm not, like, it was cool. Madison Square Garden's a cool place, but they were fucking overrated last year. The Hawks beat the shit out of them in the playoffs. They, The Knicks were not that good. They just played really hard in a shortened season, and that's why they got where they got. Also, amazingly, they're still paying Joakim Noah. I didn't wasn't, and I didn't, even say the, I didn't even say the Knicks in, the, in my top whatever teams. So the Knicks will be above the... Bulls probably. Anyway, I'm not, maybe not. I'm not actually, sure. the Bulls I'm might not be sure above about the, that. Because also Billy Donovan is a better coach than Tom Thibodeau. What? Yeah, that ain't no hot take, man. Yeah, that's no, not a hot take. That's not. Not in that's 2021. Really not. I got a little excited about that, and then I realized <laughs> that's not really that hot. All right, enough of the East. Let's go West. What do you got, Paul? A team that I'm interested in watching. I had one on my mind, and. Then I lost it. 
<laughs> okay, so I um, I'm gonna actually, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with a team that I yeah. just am not. No, I, I had one, and then I just totally. So won. I have two that I am interested in, but I want to start with one that I'm not interested in watching this year. Yes, Dallas Mavericks. Not interested in the Mavs. Why is that? So, it's more. I think it's less that I'm not interested in the Mavs. It's more that I just kind of fucking don't like the Mavs for multiple reasons. Um, Jason no. Kidd should absolutely not be a head coach in the NBA. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd. He's a fucking piece of shit. Also, they signed Reggie Bullock. Fuck Reggie Bullock. Yeah, they're like they're becoming one of the most like loathed rosters. Because I just like Luca bothers me as a, as a player. I mean, he like sorry, he's a great player, amazing he, player. He is a great player. He bothers me in the way he handles himself during games. I, I hope he's he... worse than LeBron at complaining, well, and so, LeBron's so, earned it. So I was gonna say he reminds me of the young LeBron. Yes, young LeBron complained a lot and felt like he just came into the league and felt like he deserved all the calls ever. Luca was the same way. LeBron has gotten a little better. He still complains a lot, but he's gotten a little better. Hopefully, he's also earned it, though. Hopefully, Luca does the same. Yeah, I mean, Luca's twenty-two. There's plenty of time to mature and grow. And yep. But Luca played amazing in the Olympics. So. Yeah, he's it, a great it will, player. It will be interesting to to see how well that translates over because the Olympics are different than the NBA. But again, like the thing about the Mavs is just their roster construction is is wonky to me. Shout out to one of the best players, one of the most liked players in the NBA, Boban. Boban. Shout out. He re-signed. Everyone loves Boban. He's the best. He's like the redeeming factor he's, on he's that great. team. But they just, I mean, Przingis, ah, whatever. Tim Hardaway Jr., I'm glad he got re-signed. He's been playing really well. I like him too. Dwight Powell's yeah. whatever. Reggie Bullock is really whatever. Maxi Kleber is fine. Willie Cauley-Stein is whatever. Dorian Finney-Smith is whatever. Yeah, Boban it, is a unicorn and amazing. Trey Burke, whatever. It, do, it um, does start to get pretty whatever pretty fast. They have a pretty whatever lineup. So I just I'm not impressed, and again it's to me it's kind of like the New York Knicks of of the West where like, look Luke is better than any player in the Knicks, but oh yeah, but they're overhyped, they're I overhyped. Mean, I mean I look at this lineup and if Luca is out, if Luca gets an ankle sprain and is out for two weeks, they could go they could lose like seven of eight games. Absolutely. I mean unless Tim Hardaway Jr. goes off. It does show the it does show the importance and the value of Luca to that team hundred percent. He is an amazing oh, yeah. basketball player, but yeah, there's just it, it's it's Luca talent wise, and then it drops, then it's Hardaway, then it drops, then it's Porzingis, then it's Porzingis, maybe? yeah. So it's just not there's 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 a big wall named Luca, and if it falls, it's not good. <laughs> but again, fuck Jason Kidd, yeah, a lot. So much. So, I'm just not excited for the Mavericks this year. I just really... I mean, Luka is fun to watch. It's, it's kind of a counterintuitive thing is what I'm saying. But, like, I just... I don't are, care for them more of. All right. So. I, I remember my team. You ready for the team that I'm excited to watch? Um. Ooh, it's one of the teams I'm excited to watch, Paul. Let's go, my man. The Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, man. So, John Morant is arguably one of the most fun players to watch in the league. Just by himself. Yeah, but do you know why I'm excited to watch the Grizzlies this year? It's not even for that. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. is coming back healthy? Nope, not even that. Because, do you know why? Because they traded away Valanchunas and now they have Steven Adams? Nope. Do you know why? Because... Grayson Allen's not on the team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm still like a little whatever about Dylan Brooks. I have like weird feelings about Dylan Brooks. I still don't know yeah. how I feel about him 100%, but I I'm 100% with you on that. Yes. But the Grizzlies are going to be fucking great. They're going to be grit and grind again. They're going to be super fun to watch. Um, Ky- you can continue. Kyle, Ander- Kyle Anderson's fun to watch too. He's so, so like John Morant is so fast. He just like teleports from one place to the other. He glides in the air. And Kyle Anderson is the exact opposite of that. And it's hilarious. And I love it. I know the West is stacked with point guards. I expect if John Morant isn't an all-star this year, I expect him to be a snub for all-star. John Morant is, he's, he's played two years. He took a huge leap between his rookie and sophomore year, and, and he if, was really good his rookie year. And if he can do that again, I expect it to happen. He is he is a he kind of reminds me. He's not as good of a shooter as this player, but he he kind of reminds me of Allen Iverson in a way, just like the flash, and the way he plays the game. Like he's very flashy, and I love I, it. I was thinking of Young D Rose. Oh, that's a good yeah, that's a good comparison. Because yeah. just I don't want to say sneaky athleticism, but. John Morans can get up. And like young Derrick Rose would also get up. He kinda has the quickness of Westbrook too. Like that like yeah, ferocity. Well, I mean, again, the young the young yeah. D Rose was just yeah. you know, you cross someone over and all of a sudden you got five feet of separation, which is insane in the NBA. No, I mean if John Morant can take another leap, that is a superstar in the making. And, and it, by all accounts, he's a phenomenal dude also off the court. Yes. Uh and Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J. Um he, Yeah, he's been hurt a lot, but he could he could make some strides. In, in the time he's played, he's been very impressive. Yeah, so if he can have a healthy season, if John Morant has a healthy season. And again, like, Kyle Anderson's fun. Dylan Brooks is not really fun, but Steven Adams is a good piece. But that's the thing. I mean, your starting five is John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, JJJ, and Steven Adams. That's if a, healthy. That's a solid starting five. And, like... I mean, actually, Brandon Clark probably starts. Kyle Anderson might come off the bench. Oh, really? I don't know about that. We'll it, just just um, for development time. Shout out another player, uh, Desmond Bain. He yeah, was, was a rookie gonna, last I was year. I going to say that. Desmond if Bain you haven't nice. watched Desmond Bain, the dude is, he's not that big, like not that tall, I don't think. I, I would need to see some stats, but the dude is ripped. The dude is absolutely fucking built. He is like, <laughs> he is, he looks like a bodybuilder. Look at him. He looks like a football player. I can't see how tall he is. Anyway, whatever. Oh, stats. Let's look. No, that's just his whatever. (laughs) Anyway. I I can tell you how many minutes a game he played, but not how tall he is. um, He's just ripped. I've seen some pictures. I've watched him play, but I've seen some still photos, and the dude just got arms like tanks. Anyway, I love how they're younger, but they're they're still – the thing I love about the Grizzlies year after year, identity or iteration after iteration, is they keep the identity of grit and grind alive and they just traded which is, which is great so they just traded they had traded for eric bledsoe and they just traded eric bledsoe to the clippers which i think was a smart move yep um and they got back some player they got rondo he's not gonna stay but pat, pat bev so pat bev may or may not stay. bothers me but honestly is perfect in memphis he is a he is a true grit and grind he's like the next gen tony allen he's perfect he's not as i love tony allen more but like yeah, Pat Bev is, he fits in well with Memphis currently. Yeah, he. I mean, he may get traded to more of a contender too as injuries happen or even bought out. Perhaps. But unless, unless Memphis thinks, okay, 
We were because they were a playing team last year, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he so, sticks around as a backup point guard, filling some minutes. Exactly. I mean, maybe maybe they think that okay, we're gonna have you know, John John Morant's gonna take another leap this year. Maybe they think Stephen Adams' addition is gonna unlock something. Yeah. And maybe JJJ they think is gonna take another leap. They also I think probably think Dylan Brooks is gonna take another leap because he did improve last year. If Dylan Brooks could take a leap, that would be kind of a sneaky ad for the team. Yeah. If also, really, shout out to Tyus Jones. Really, Dylan Brooks, his leap is consistency. Yes. Because he'll have flashes where you're like, okay, this dude is amazing. And then other flashes where you're like, yeah, you know, I I don't know why this guy's actually in the league. So, if he can be more consistent on the amazing side, that would be really good for the team, too. That will definitely help them win games. Yes. Yeah. I, I think their best case scenario would be outside of the play-in, like a six seed. I I would say more 7-8, but yeah. I, I would say that would be their best case scenario. Oh, outside of the plan, I what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think realistically they're probably I think probably they're probably the a plan team, but I think they're a 7-8. Yeah. Not a 9-10. You have another team that you're excited to watch? Um, I do. All right, let's see if it's the same team. What you got? Let's say it on three. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Houston Warriors. Rockets. Oh. <laughs> Well, that wasn't as cool as it was supposed nope. to be. All right. Talk to me about Houston. I mean, basically, it's their young dudes, right? Like, um, Houston has some weird, weird, weird salary shit, like John Wall, who is making an ungodly amount of money, but good for him. Eric Gordon's going to get traded yeah. um, for yeah. sure. But um, they have some nice young players. So, specifically... Um, a couple, I'll shout out a couple. Ket, so I'm going to start with some maybe lesser known players. Kenyon Martin Jr. was a rookie last year. He was nice, like for them. He was, yeah. he was pretty solid and I think he's going to be a good, a good player. Yeah, he was um, nice. Kevin Porter Jr., who I don't really like, but is a pretty good player and kind of surprised me last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then two other players I'm going to shout out who are kind of the marquee players of this team. He's not as young, but Christian Wood. No, he's 26, so that's not... No, but Christian Wood is nice. And I think he's going to probably develop over the next couple of years into the player he will be for his career. But the reason yes. I'm the most excited to watch this team this year is the rookie they just drafted, number two, who, hot take, I think is going to win rookie of the year. Oh, like um, it. Jalen Green, who... I didn't know a ton about him, but I've been watching highlights and I've watched his, his summer league play. The dude is an absolute baller. He yeah. is so good. He's one of those guys who I expect, at least at first, will be um, maybe not the most efficient, but he absolutely passes the eye test. Absolutely passes the eye test. Um, and I love I, – like, he seems like a cool dude, too. I've seen some interviews where basically he has a chip on his shoulder where he's like, you know – no disrespect to Cade Cunningham, but I should have been the number one pick. I love it. So I he's hungry. It. Yeah, that's that's the attitude you should have. Like, no offense to the other person, I'm the best. Also, that, that's the attitude. Kind of a fuck you to Daniel House because I guess Daniel House has the number that Jalen Green wanted and wouldn't give it to him. Oh, sure. A little bit of a number issue. <laughs> yeah, but I anyway, mean, I'm I'm really like the Rockets are going to be terrible this year yeah i was just gonna they're say they're gonna to be, be terrible so to be honest the houston rockets were on my list of teams i don't really care about okay that's fair and here's why christian wood fun jalen green fun everyone else 
I'm at least a year away of really caring about them. Sure. I think the Houston Rockets next year, like not not the 21-22 season, but the 22-23, they could be a potentially fun team to watch. This feels like it's going to be a growing pains type of year. That's fair. It just... Which, my, which is exciting to some people. Yeah, my my hope slash argument is that I I think that specifically Jalen Green's going to be fun enough by himself to yeah. warrant them being a fun team. I mean, it's probably how a lot of people felt about Minnesota last year. Yeah, they're like, "Ants fun, but that team is a disaster, and we're a year away from caring about it." They were also injured anyway. There's a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I know. There's but, a lot of still, other stuff. But, but still, yes. you have one or two exciting players. Yes, and. Yeah, like, is Kevin Porter Jr. going to be good? Maybe. Maybe he is. But also, maybe he isn't. And yeah, that's fair. And it's a process. Yeah. And that's that can be fun. I just, you know, I don't really care about them this year. So you said the Warriors, Paul. <laughs> I did say the Warriors. There's a huge contingency on that. I know what that is. That huge contingency is one Mr. Clay Thompson. Because... If Klay Thompson comes back, they're looking at Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and probably Kevon Looney starts, maybe Wiseman starts, but the three of Curry, Thompson, and Green are proven. That's a proven entity. Granted, they proved it five, six years ago, so, I mean, they're getting a little bit older, but you still have to respect it, and they played some really fun basketball. Obviously, Steph Curry is just... A fun <laughs> shooting machine by himself. Just he's probably a top three. Like Steph Curry's hot. You gotta watch that game. Like you gotta tune in at halftime. He's got thirty points at half. You have to watch the second half. Type of player. Thompson can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. He I was get, gonna say the same thing. He can get hot. So if Thompson comes back and he's looking. I mean, like when Kevin Durant came back, Kevin Durant looked nice. If Thompson can come back and look really nice, this could be a fun team. I do want to shout out a few other players because I think, you know, we're looking at the top of the salary, but they, they made some nice signings. So, first of all, they re-signed Juan Toscano-Anderson, who played nice for them last year. I like. I, I like want to shout him out. He has a great story. So oh, yeah, shout, shout out, out to him. To I, was just gonna, I was just going to say, just um, great story. Yeah, great, great dude. Great guy. But they signed Otto Porter Jr., for the which, men, which, which is, is a, a nice signing. That's a nice signing. They signed Nemanja Bialica for which the is, men, which is a, a also a really nice signing. That's a really nice signing. And they got Mr. One Mr. Andre Iguodala back. Which, again, he proved it with them five years ago. But, I, you know, again, I look at the top and, like, look, Steph, Clay, Draymond, obviously classic, proven, amazing. But Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins. And he's not great. He's not bad. No, but, but he's not great. But especially and he played if, pretty well for them last but year. But especially if Thompson comes back, Wiggins can take on more of the defensive assignment. It won't be all up to Thompson. And he's just consistent. He's really – I mean, he, if he's not I, asked I to almost, do too I much – I almost wonder if they'll play good. green at center and put, like, Bielitsa in at the four. They could. And just maximize shooting. Yeah, because Bielitsa is a nice shooter. And Bielitsa can get hot, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I just – I mean, I feel bad for James Wiseman, but I almost feel like they need to try and trade him. Like – I just don't think he's in a good situation. I mean, if you could package Wiseman and Wiggins and get a really good center back, you probably do it. Especially, but again, that hinges on Clay. If Clay is good, you do that. If he's not, you probably keep Wiseman and hope that he develops. So that's why I like the Warriors. They, I mean, they could come out. They could, they could be a top three seed in the West. 
if Thompson is healthy. I'm just going to do a little bit of a spoiler alert. I mean, there's a man, there's a lot of good teams in the West, though, if all healthy. Jesus. Yeah. Like, there's six I'm thinking of off the top of my head. I think six, unless I can't do math, um, that I think are could all make it to the finals. So, I think you have to respect these two because of their records last year, one of them because they made the finals, Jazz and the Suns. Yep. The Jazz had the best record. The Suns actually made the finals. The Nuggets, if Jamal Murray comes back. If Jamal Murray comes woo, back. Woo, woo. Yeah. The Lakers, the Clippers. No, the, Cl- the Clippers won't be in the finals this year. Oh, that's right, because of Kawhi. He's Kawhi out for out. a year. I keep yep. forgetting that. Anyway, so, but next year. Anyway. Yeah, the, the Clippers so, are on the teams I don't care about this year, but I'll care about next year. I keep forgetting Kawhi is injured. So, yep. forget I said that. Okay, so five teams. But the Lakers and the Warriors. You could make legitimate arguments for all five of those teams making the finals. There, there, yeah. there are there are very realistic like simulations in which any of those five teams can make the finals. If all healthy, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. The East is a little more it's quite a bit more narrow, I think. But like the West, so um are there so what are some teams you said Clippers are a team that you don't care about, but I get I know the, why because of Kawhi. Yeah. The the Clippers are not going for the title this year. They'll be fine. They'll be whatever. It's just And you said Rockets you don't care about. Meaningless. What any other teams you do or don't care about? I don't really care about the Spurs. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, I don't either. Do we need to even talk about them? Because I kind of don't care about them that much. <laughs> I'm serious. They fucking, their roster is, like, the most boring. So so a team that I'm interested in for a few reasons we can talk about, the Sacramento Kings. I feel like I talk about them every year. I'm kind of over being interested in the Sacramento Kings because I'm always just like, do something, win, trade, do something. And they're always just like, well, what if... We're just like a little above mediocre, and you're going to like it. It's got to suck being a fan of the Sacramento Kings. But Buddy Heald was supposed to be traded. He was nearly out the door. He was like a foot out the door to the Lakers, and then that got pulled back because the Lakers ended up trading for Westbrook. So now it's publicly known Buddy Heald is on the trading block. He's out the door. Here's the price. Harrison Barnes seems like a guy who will – be traded to a contender either yeah. before the season, mid-season. Um, Deer and Fox, they, I mean, they talk about he's our centerpiece, he's what we're building around, but is he? Is he? Like, I just, I don't know. And Marvin Bagley the third hasn't been impressive. No, Tyrese Halliburton has been good. Rashawn Holmes is nice, but I don't know enough. But, yeah. I mean, here's yeah, here's the thing. They just they're uh, oh, they did. That's right. They drafted Davian Mitchell. That's gonna be interesting. Yes, he's gonna be an interesting rookie. So, I mean, if I hope that the Kings blow it up, that, and I think that probably after this year they will. And that's kind of why I'm interested in them. It's not necessarily I'm interested because I think they'll win. I'm kind of interested to watch them and see if they're good enough to still keep it together or if it's just such a train wreck that they have no choice but to blow it up because they have they have some nice pieces it just hasn't worked as a team never has and because, also, well, also their coach yeah, i was just gonna say that <laughs> yeah they need a they need to blow up their coach too <laughs> i almost wonder if they're like purposely keeping luke walton on to like tank commander yeah, yeah. to like devalue the team trade away their like 
valuable piece because they do have. I mean, Buddy Heal, you can get a decent return. Harrison Barnes, you get a decent return. Yeah. Um, you could even. I mean, like, there's other players who are, like, players that you could trade, like a, a Maurice Harkless, Tristan Thompson. They just signed, but like, there's other players that you could trade and get a bit of a return on. You can get stuff back. Um. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a shit about the Kings. I really don't. That, I mean, that's a fair take too. I'm, I'm I think just, you and I'm I are curious. kind of like we're we're t- we're we're different sides of the same coin. I think on the Kings and the Rockets, basically. Yes. Exactly. So. Exactly. I want to do a a sneak team. I'm kind of interested in in the Western Conference. You ready for this? A sneak team. A sneak team. This is a curveball out of the sky. You ready for this? The Seattle Supersonics. There's been rumblings that the NBA is going to expand. Well, they are. But when? I think it could be as early as this year that they actually formalize plans and say the Supersonics are coming back. I'm kind of I'm keeping an eye on that. You know what team I'm excited to see? What team's that? The Las Vegas team. The Las Vegas Raiders of basketball, something. <laughs> but it would be, it would actually be really awesome to see the Supersonics back in the league. So as, lo- just, as long as it's a- not the Wolves moving, which it won't be. Adam no. Silver doesn't. I, shout out to Adam, Adam Silver on this specific thing. He has yes. been very clear about how he is not like the NBA wants Seattle to be a market again. It's a great. It was a great market. Clay Bennett, OKC Thunder, fuck, like just fucked the Sonics when he bought them. Because he just moved. Yep. Um, but Adam Silver wants every team where it is currently to stay, and he just wants they want to expand two teams. So Seattle is a lock for an expansion. Absolutely. Um, Vegas is a pretty big target. It's a pretty, and it makes a lot of sense. It does too. make a lot of sense. However, Kansas City is also a big target as well. I've heard, and potentially Tampa. Um, yeah, they did the Tampa experiment with yeah, Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's some decent markets in there, but I would expect, uh, for sure, Seattle, probably also Vegas. That makes the most sense. Yeah. And hopefully that pushes my Wolves east. I'm hoping and praying. Either, I'm hoping either the praying. Wolves or Memphis would be. Well, it, could, it would push both. Right? If you yeah, add could, two teams to the west, you'd move two teams to the east. True. That would make the most sense. True. I would love that. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Yeah. If if they do put one team in Tampa, though, or somewhere like that. Exactly. Then. Then it's probably Memphis to the east. Maybe. It still might be Minnesota. Just because they're close to Milwaukee. The Midwest, and yeah. Chicago. Yep. Memphis is, Indianapolis, close, Memphis Detroit. is closer to the Texas teams who are all in the west. So it still might be many. But I think, I mean, yeah, I would like. For those of you that don't remember, I've said this before. I would like I would like Minnesota in the East because the game started at seven o'clock Central. <laughs> well, and and the other thing too is that um, they they would be in a conference that would be a lot closer to them physically because right now their conference is them, Portland, Oklahoma City, yeah. Utah, and Denver. No one's close. So then they'd be with Chicago, um, Detroit, Cleveland, Cleveland. Indiana, an iteration of that. Yeah, that, that's why they make more sense, I think, than Memphis. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that, that, that was my sneaky Western Conference team to watch. I like that. The, the team that doesn't exist, but... But it, probably will. It feels like sometime this season, 
there will be some announcement where it's like the NBA is expanding in either 2022, 2023. We're building a stadium, renovating this, laying down the groundwork, yada, yada. Yes. So I have one more team that I'm excited about. And it's kind of the antithesis to like my Chicago Bulls. I'm kind of excited for the same reasons I'm not excited for the Bulls. Let's hear it. The Los Angeles Lakers. Can't escape it. You try to run, you try to hide, and the purple and gold still find you. It's inevitable. So the Lakers, to me, are either going to be the Nets of the West, the the Nets that we hope they can be in the East. Yeah, the of the the, West. Su- the super team. You have the holy tri- like the holy trinity of Westbrook, James, and Anthony Davis, and they're just amazing. There's nothing you can do to stop them. One of them a night goes off. Well, yeah, and I mean their their roster is fucking stacked they it is they also made some really good signings they i mean so on on paper i actually think they have the best roster in the nba on paper on paper the the potential the potential for it it may not work worth shit the russell westbrook signing well that's why i said on paper it could be amazing it could be awful i like that he and lebron are already in the gym together working with phil handy Shout out Phil Handy, assistant coach of the Lakers. Awesome dude. Hopefully he'll be a head coach soon. Really awesome coach. Yeah. They're already working on off-ball off stuff. They're already working together. That's good. You that want is, you want to see that. You do, because you do not want – what you don't want is Russell Westbrook standing around, hands on hips, while LeBron's doing his thing, and then – But again, LeBron vice, is such a smart – LeBron's so smart that LeBron knows what he's getting and knows – he has to know – I mean, look, he has to know something we don't. I'm sure he does. Because LeBron is the most cerebral player in the history of the NBA. So, he's played against Westbrook enough. He remembers things enough. He knows his flaws probably better than anybody. And so, hopefully... Like, or, or he thinks he can bring out the best in them that, That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think he thinks he can maximize his potential. Which, I mean, if you're Westbrook, look, I mean, Westbrook... And I like Russell Westbrook, but he needs a redemption arc in his, in his career if he wants to be known a little... Con- considered a little bit of a better player than he is currently. It's kind of crazy that... LeBron James is the longest tenured player on the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Wild, isn't it? He got there three years ago. Four? I think this is his fourth year there. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But still, that's like, I mean, rookies are on your team for four years if you just don't trade them. But they've traded all the rookies. It's just, that's kind of incredible. So there are some players on this team that I dislike. Like, just, I'm going to give a quick fuck you to Kent Bazemore. Quick fuck you to Dwight Howard. Okay. Quick Easy. fuck you to Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Yeah, you too. But let's talk about, so you have Westbrook, James, Anthony Davis. Okay. If it works, it's going to work spectacularly. If it doesn't, it will fail spectacularly. And hopefully Marcus All has a little bit left in the tank. So this yeah, is, this is probably his last year. Let's shout out some other players on this or, or go through. Sure. So shout out Marcus All. Yeah. I love Marcus All. He's just, I'm older. just going to go down. So, so Talon Horton Tucker is nice. He is. It's, he he is the conundrum of the team because he's a twenty year old. This will be his second year. It's really interesting. He's the fourth highest paid player on the team. Yep, but he's a nice player. He's a nice player. Talon Horton Tucker is nice, and uh, look, I think he's he's going to continue to take steps in his career. And so for the Lakers, it's a huge benefit that they have a young player like that who is developing currently. Um, and LeBron loves him, so obviously, again, there's something we don't know that you know he loves when when he likes sure. a player. That's sure. that's a good thing. So. Kendrick Nunn, whatever, but like, eh. Um, it's fine. Marcus All, I hope they can make it work with him this year. I really do. I, I do too. Um, 
Although I'm just, I'm happy Marcus saw got his ring. Yes, I'm, I'm happy about that. So Carmelo Anthony, great signing. I I he, do actually like Carmelo. He Anthony had going there. And he and LeBron have been friends and since they were sh- in high school. Shout out Carmelo. Yeah, shout out to Melo. He's he's Me- Melo was out of the league for a little bit. And I, he, he came back at Portland, kicked butt doing his reserve role. Him getting a ring would be he sweet. He really just kind of accepted what he is now and embraced it and became really good at it. Yes. And that's awesome. It's awesome to see that. And that role, frankly, I mean, it actually works out perfectly for the Lakers because he and LeBron have been long, long time friends. Very good friends. Long time friends. He and he and Chris Paul and LeBron and and Dwayne Wade, they're all really tight. Um but Melo's role he played on Portland last year, if he plays that for the Lakers, that's perfect. Basically be an AD's backup. Yeah. Yeah. AD goes out, Anthony comes in, gives him some hot buckets, goes back out. And he can even play alongside AD. That's the nice thing, too. Yeah, I mean, if AD's going to play center for a little which, bit. Which he needs to. Especially in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Trezor Reza isn't Trevor Ariza? <laughs> Trezor Reza. Yeah, Trevor Ariza is still – they have a lot of old players, but they're still nice. Oh, they're, they're definitely just signing the vets who they're like, you're good, we're going to sign you for one or two years, and then sign the next vet that comes Yeah, along. so Trevor Ariza it can still defend, and he can still kind of shoot-ish. Wayne Wait. Ellington is a sharpshooter. That's actually a really good signing. Great signing. Um, fuck Dwight Howard, but he plays his villain center backup role very well. I hate to say it, but he does it yeah. well. And he played well last year for Philly. So And probably the best signing that they made. I'm with you. Malik Kent Monk. Kent Bazemore. I'm kidding. It's Malik <laughs> Monk. You're right. <laughs> I just had to say that. Yeah, they got Malik Monk, Who's a 23-year-old, yeah. on a fucking one-year minimum deal. Which is in- – I mean, Malik Monk's agent is either playing 4D chess or is terrible. <laughs> I think he's playing 4D chess because, look, I think Malik Monk's, first of all, I think his talents were kind of wasted on Charlotte. I think he is a good player. He's not even close to his prime. His rookie contract was up. He got paid pretty okay his rookie contract. I think what they're betting on is he will take a good role with this Lakers team, hopefully win a championship early in his career, and then get a big payday. I mean, the best-case scenario for Malik Monk is he's the starting shooting guard mm-hmm. next to Westbrook on a championship contending team. And te- next year teams are like, oh, so there's this free agent 24-year-old who was starting as shooting guard, played really well for this championship team. So, yeah, yeah. how's – in fact, I'm, I'm they might actually – it's interesting because the team is so old, but they may have two 20-some-odd-year-olds besides Anthony Davis. He's a 28-year-old, but – they're starting. <laughs> Anthony Davis is twenty eight, going on like forty. But their starting five is probably going to be Westbrook. Are they going to start Anthony they, Davis? I think they're going to start him at the five. I don't think they're going to start him at the five. They should. I I think he just doesn't like the wear it puts. You on think his they'll body. start Dwight Howard? I think they'll probably start Marcus Gasol ceremoniously, or maybe it'll be yeah, I think, I center think by committee. I, I think they'll start Marcus Gasol. But I think he and Dwight Howard will probably share most of the minutes. And then probably Anthony Davis will get some minutes at the five, too. I yeah, like, Gasol and Howard each play 20 minutes. And then, yeah, AD plays like eight minutes at center Yeah, type of thing. But I'm just curious if they'll try and start Talon Horton Tucker and Malik Monk. I don't know how they would do that. Uh, I don't know if you can do that. They'll have some flexibility, though, in positions and minutes and lineups. That is the thing I will say about... The way the roster is constructed, I am excited for, is they have a lot of 
positional flexibility versus I think even a lot of teams in the NBA because you have guys like well they have a bunch of wings that you're just going a for, bunch like of the, wings yeah the Carmelos the Trevor Reza the Kent Bazemore I mean Taylor Horton Tucker well and it's interesting because they really don't even have a a backup point guard what's well, LeBron it, yeah, I was just gonna which say. is again is nice because they can they can and I and I do think I heard this somewhere, but I think LeBron needs to really take on the point guard role more this year. And maybe he does. And also, the Lakers are going to be a hot team for buyouts and yes, and forced trades near the deadline. Absolutely, there's going to be some rumor where it's like John Wall gets bought out and goes to the Lakers on you know the minimum deal. I would not be entirely surprised if that happens. Yeah, so. By the time the, the playoffs come around, there will be some backup point guard. And it will be probably some big name who gets bought out, like a John Wall. But I'll say this again, kind of like the Nets. And, and honestly, the Lakers are a little more afforded, I think, um, to do this. Because Russell Westbrook, you can shit on him all you want, but he's a workhorse. And he plays hard oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. And hasn't been injured that much in his career. Knock on a lot of wood. Um, right. But I want to see. I hope the Lakers are healthy. I hope Anthony Davis is good. I hope... God, LeBron is good. I want to see a healthy Lakers team just beat the shit out of the West. Like, again, I don't like super teams. I don't like it. I, I fucking hate it. But if, but if they exist. If, if they there. exist, and they just need to go for it. Like, I just hope the Lakers yeah. and the Nets fucking beat the shit out of their respective conferences, meet in the finals, and duel it out so we can fucking go to other teams next year. <laughs> yeah, you just got the two heavyweights. Like, I don't really through. want the Lakers to win or go to the finals. There's other teams I would rather have from the West in the finals. Oh, Shout I, out Denver I, Nuggets. I but, abs- um, absolutely agree with but that. But I just, like, if they're going to do it, both get, get it out of your system. Just beat the shit out of the rest of the NBA. Because, like, look, we were lucky to have Milwaukee versus Phoenix this past year. It's not going to happen next year. It's the NBA wants not. the big market stuff. Give us, you know, L.A. versus Brooklyn. Do it. Be done. The NBA would be so happy if oh, it was God. L.A. versus Brooklyn. Adam Silver would have the biggest fucking boner in the head <laughs> office. No disrespect, Adam Silver. Also, head office is a pretty good pun. For oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. Um, before we wrap it up, are there like any – I know we talked about this a bit pre-show. Are there any players that you want to shout out? Just randomly, anything at all? I think we covered everyone just going through the teams. Oh really? Okay, shout me out some shout, shout me some players. Well, since we weren't really allowed, even though I brought it up a couple different times, since we're not allowed to talk about the Hawks, the Wolves, and the teams, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Hawks and the Wolves. So, <laughs> Matt, Matt's is trying to work this in, however he can. I have to. Come on, we still have to be homers. So okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks for a second. I want to shout out their. Um, I want to shout out their uh well what is their fucking 48th pick in the draft this year sharif what his name's not on there sharif something cooper cooper there he is so i want to shout out the two draft picks for the hawks sharif cooper who was picked 48th and played pretty nice in summer league and jalen johnson who played really nice in summer league yeah. And I think we'll be a rotation player this year. And the Hawks are going to have a real fucking problem, a good problem, where they're going to have way too many good young players. Also, so shout out to Jalen Johnson because I think he's going to be nice. Also, Skylar Mays played really nice in Summer League, too. Yeah. Which, shout out Skylar Mays. Yeah, shout out Skylar Mays. 
he's, but, he's always been cool. But I'm excited to see Jalen Johnson's rookie year. It'll be interesting to see if he gets a lot of playing time. I, you know, he unfortunately, if there's Cam Reddish and or DeAndre Hunter injuries, he will benefit. Um, yes, but hopefully not. Right. So, <laughs> um, no, the, the Hawks will probably make some trades, too. I would not be surprised if there's a big-time trade that happens at the trade deadline involving the Hawks. So I gotta give a hot take since I like giving hot takes, and I'm I'm liking I'm liking all star hot takes. Hot, 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 so I this is not a hot take. Trey Young will be an all star this year. Oh yeah, after the performance he gave in the playoffs. Um, I'm gonna give a hot take. I think if healthy, I think John Collins will be an all star in the East this year. I would like to see him get a a bigger role on offense. He, I think he's capable of it. And he improved on defense in the playoffs. He played nice defense in the play, like like really nice. Like yeah. honestly, there were times where I'm like, "Wow, John Collins is being a better defensive player than Clint Capella in the playoffs." And he, but he, he's a super efficient post up player. And he just got paid. Yep. And he seems like the guy. There are guys who get paid and they just relax and whatever. He seems like the opposite. He's the heart and soul of a team. He yeah. He seems he like a guy who will be motivated by the pay. He's so, a cool guy, yeah. So, oh, and and I mean the other thing too is he's twenty four. Oh, he's, he's yeah. He's in a four and one, so this fifth year is a player option, so he could potentially be a free agent again at twenty eight and get another payday. So yeah, you're absolutely motivated to work these four years, become even better, and then at twenty eight, opt out, get another payday. And he most likely will improve a lot because he is only twenty four. He's not right, even he's not right, even to his prime. Right, so, right. But and he will be hitting. And frankly, he'll. Not that we need to talk about contract stuff now because he just signed his contract, but he will definitely opt out because he will be hitting his prime at that point for another big payday. I, I would, would I would assume. I as would long assume. as he's healthy, as long as God willing, everything's good. Yes. But that's my hot take for um, – and, and I, I am really excited to see what John Collins does this next year. Really excited to see. I am too. Just the, the team in general. They have an offseason with a good coach. So <laughs> A – See, here's what I'm also trying to struggle to, to struggle. I'm struggling with thinking about with the Hawks. Is it that Nate McMillan is a really good head coach or Lloyd Pierce was so bad or is it both? It I, might be a bit of both. I think it can be a bit of both. Cuz Lloyd Pierce was bad. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Look at that so, team uh, that you just brought up. So yeah, because we're apparently contractually obliged to talk about Hawks and Timberwolves. Yeah. Talk to me about your Wolves. Who are you excited for? And why is his name Torian Prince? <laughs> it's Hawks, not. Hawks, <laughs> Hawks, Hawks legend, legend Torian Prince. Yeah. Well, the traveling Ranger. It's no coincidence that I'm wearing a uh, Minnesota Timberwolves number one t-shirt. Ant boy. So, look, uh, Anthony Edwards is just quickly becoming my favorite player in the NBA for multiple reasons. Um... A one from day one. I think I said it before, but I think I gave this hot take. I think he might be an all star player this year. That would be really tough. I know that's a super West. I know that's a super hot take. That would or, be really or tough. I'll I'll use my other criteria I said earlier, or he might be a snub. Okay, I could see a snub like, being more like I think he might I yeah, because the West is so tough. He yeah. the West is so tough. But yeah. I could see him being I could see him playing so well where people are like, wow, how did he not make it on the All-Star team? Um, I think his game's going to evolve a ton. I've seen some nice workout videos, which, look, a lot of players have nice workout videos, but whatever. I'm going to get my hopes up because that's what Timberwolves fans do. Is Cat going to be an All-Star? 
He should be. He should be again. I mean, look, the, the expectation for the Wolves is that they are a winning team, whatever that means. So Cat should be an all-star, I would assume. Um, oh, I did not realize how young you guys are until I looked at your roster. Oh, yeah. Super young, man. Torian Prince, who you just traded for, is the oldest. Yep. He's the oldest player on the team at 27. And Jake Lehman's also 27. Yep. That's it. That's crazy. We have a lot of lo- nice young players. 27 yeah. being the elder statesman is kind of crazy. Kind of makes me feel old. But, yeah, I think <laughs> I think Anthony Edwards is going to have a crazy good season. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And the reason that I think that is because I saw how he played after the All-Star break. And um, I would assume he's going to improve upon that. So I, I would love to see Ant just explode on like, the scene. Be like, you thought last year was good? You thought the second half was good? Check this out. I think that's going to happen. And the thing that's funny, and, and again, like, Paul can attest to this, but you know, a lot of people don't watch the Wolves because they suck. I get it. They're terrible. But um, I think Anthony Edwards will surprise a lot of people because people just weren't paying attention to him. They just weren't. And that's understandable because they suck. You don't pay attention to teams who suck. Right. But I think he will surprise a lot of people, and I think he'll be a household name within a few years. He has the ability. And just to so, wrap just to yeah. wrap things up, I just want to give out one more fuck you because I'm in the mood. Yeah. Fuck you, League Pass. Yeah. We, we talk about all these teams. We talk about even teams we don't want to watch, teams we want to watch. It would be really nice if the NBA gave us the ability to watch a team and then be like, yeah, this is garbage. The Houston Rockets are actually garbage. I don't want to watch them, but just to have that ability. Well, and we can watch. So I can't watch the Timberwolves. Yes. I can't watch. We, I guess technically I do have the ability to watch so, the Rockets. L- but We've said this before, <laughs> but we're in, we're in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Minnesota, the Minneapolis, where the Wolves play, is a three and a half hour drive north. That's a, a quite a bit of a ways. But yep. seven hours round trip. You know what's even farther, Paul? Is Chicago. S- yeah, six the hours Bulls, run away. The Bulls are also blacked out. You know what's even farther? Indianapolis. The Pacers. It's a seven and a half, eight hour drive. The Pacers are also blacked out. Why? Yeah, because apparently you and I are going to leave at like 4 a.m on a Sunday, get into Indy for a 12 o'clock noon game, leave, and then come back at midnight. Right. Because that totally happens, and And it should be blacked out. NBA, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not, but you might be, here's the deal. I understand you love your big cable contracts, and I actually looked it up yesterday. I think that you're under contract with ESPN and TNT through 2024. I understand it. Yeah. But... You can also say fuck you to the big cable companies and understand that we are in 2021 currently and the demographic that you are going for, which are younger people that love your sport and are way more diehard than the older people who are the only ones who buy cable much anymore. Do a streaming service that's competent. People will pay for it. Oh, yeah. Let me give you a little bit of a history lesson here, MBA. There was a thing called Napster back in the 90s. <laughs> a thing called LimeWire, which was the worst version of Napster. Kazaa. There, there were a lot of different yeah. uh, illegal downloading services for music that people used a ton. And you know what people use now? Spotify. Apple Music. Deezer. Got to Sh- shout out Deezer for Paul. Shout out Deezer. <laughs> if you're wondering what Deezer is, it's Spotify. It is a music service. But yeah. Title. Like, whatever. People buy and pay to stream music because it's available to do it's easy 
people usually will pay for stuff if they can. You, like you pay the convenience factor yeah. too. So I want to watch the Wolves play basketball. Shit, I'll even technically watch the Pacers play. Whatever. <laughs> Just give me the chance to do it in a in a user friendly platform. Yes, that's what that's what we want because we talk about all these teams. It would be nice to have an official ability to watch them all. And I know it's not just Paul and I, because I see it all the time on social media. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the Major League Baseball. They they got on this shit years ago, created a whole division called Major League Baseball, I think, Advanced Media, MLBAM. And, like, it's a big deal. It's a huge moneymaker for them. And the NBA is just... The, ag- the exact opposite. They're like in the Stone Age and they're like, you can stream video on the internet? Which is funny because they're so forward thinking in most other venues, they like just, more than other yeah. sports. But yeah, they're just, they've, they've flubbed yeah. the shit out of it. So Baseball. Baseball was yeah, like. Yeah, that's not good, NBA. Come on, you can do better. We believe in you. We love you, NBA. You're great. Football. football. Yeah. It's not great, NBA. Figure, figure your streaming shit out. Yes. And I guarantee if they do that, they will bring in a whole lot of revenue and a whole new group of fans because there are a lot of teams that are worth watching and there are a lot of people who are blacked out from random markets like we are and they just can't watch those teams and because of the internet and because like people aren't inherently loyal to um their own market or if they don't have a team near them because of the internet and the access to things now people will follow teams for different reasons that are not in their market oh yeah so fucking do it nba it's not that difficult I just wanted to give a fuck you because I was thinking about different teams. Thanks, Paul. Yep. That's a that's it's, that's a good fuck you. It's it's a good rant. Anyway, that's all we got. Um maybe next time we'll do our top ten all time NBA, Paul. We probably should do that at some point. Yeah, before the season starts though. Yeah, let's do it. So anyway, until then, I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. <laughs>